Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, Megan Hall, psychology grad student, spouse, mom, and advocate for change. On this podcast, I provide a space for women to share their stories. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today and enjoy the episode. Hello, my friends. So if you listened to the episode that was like podcast, PhD, help, oh my, because, <laughs> you know, I have a sense of humor. Anyways, uh, you will know that I am changing things up a little bit, not too much. You're still going to hear, you know, women's stories or those that identify as a woman or non-binary individuals who are comfortable in a place that uh, highlights women's experience. We have had some non-binary individuals on the podcast, which makes me really happy that they feel comfortable being in this space. Uh, I know that uh, I have actually been accused of being sexist by men because I don't allow men on the podcast. And I'm like, can't we just have a place that doesn't include you? And there were cis white hetero men. So like, <laughs> you know, you know, if you know, you know, right? That's not what I'm here to talk about. Uh, so I'm going to be adding some reruns occasionally, um, some solo episodes occasionally, just so I can keep up with everything especially if there's a lot of like reschedules or cancellations like I said in that episode people don't listen to the podcast before they apply or pitch um because now I have like softened my stance on email pitches but I'm not giving them second chances like it is a yes or no from me it is like, nope, your pitch isn't light or yes. See, like on the application, if you've ever been there, there's like a few statements that kind of give them a warning. Like these are my expectations. And there's specific questions that kind of guide what they're like, what what they say. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I've softened my stance on email pitches. Sorry, just stretched. Um, but it's like a yes or no thing. So anyways, uh, yeah. So if I have like, a, oh, back to what I was saying, sorry, uh, bipolar brain is sometimes like people cancel because they don't listen to the podcast before applying or they don't listen, but their PR person listened and the PR person didn't do a very good job of like knowing what their clients like you know, level of comfortability is, I guess that's the word. Is that a word? I don't know. Anyways, and then the person like before they come on, they're like, oh, maybe I should listen. And they listen and they see that we talk about things that they don't like or they don't stand for. And then they cancel. Anyways, that's my theory. <laughs> because the ones that like cancel for like other reasons usually email me and are like, hey, I got this thing going on. This is not a good time for me. Like, whatever. It's the other ones where I, that's my theory. So today we're going to talk about friendships. I was really like, what topics are we going to talk about? 
y'all hear snippets of my story on like episodes when I'm conversing with guests but I guess like on these solo episodes I'll just like go full detail it's my story right we're still highlighting stories once I used to do solo episodes and you can like go back a year two years whatever it was more like oh here's some tips and blah 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 but I feel like my life is such a hot mess right now that I'm really shouldn't be giving tips but also we have shifted to highlighting stories so yeah I don't feel like tips would really fit into that friendships let's just say when friendships have always been difficult but adult friendships are like a whole other level because like when you're younger, you're meeting people through sports or through clubs or through school or like there are places for young humans to easily meet friends, easily accessible. But when you become an adult, now it's like not as easy. And you're like, do I become friends with the people I work with? Because like maybe that blurs the line and you maybe it'll come back to bite me in the ass you, you know, or do I make friends with the moms at my kid's school? What if they don't li- like or agree with me? And then like it could come back and bite me in the ass. All of these things. So it's difficult, right? Like, especially if you don't have, you're not involved in certain things. Like, how are you going to become friends with the moms at your kid's school if you're like a busy working mom? And, you know, maybe you don't want to become friends with your coworkers because you don't like them or you don't want to deal with the bullshit that might come with it. It is difficult <laughs> to make friends as an adult. I mean, at least in my opinion, and then to maintain them. OK, because adult women are a whole other level. I'm not bashing on women, but we really are. One, it's hard to find people you like and you get along with. I mean, everybody's different and and you may not be everybody's cup of tea and it's really difficult. Like sometimes people are just way too much. And mind you, I can be too much. I fully acknowledge that. And and I'm sure people who have been friends with me can like, you know, say, yes, you have been too much. I will say I have had one friend for like 15 years and she's seen me through many phases of my life and we're kind of like to the point now we may not talk for like months on end but when we get back together it's like we you know we love each other and we connect and we chat and we keep up with each other on social media but we're both busy people and we live states apart so it's difficult to like connect on the regular but when I go back home I see her every time and so I appreciate her her friendship on a whole level because she has seen me at my worst and like now we can joke around about it like last time I was uh home I call it home because I grew up there for most half of my life and my sister her and I were sitting down we were chatting and and you know it came up bipolar disorder and they were talking about like how sometimes like you know manic megan was super fun and it could be exciting and then how sometimes it was not so fun and and both of them i my sister i have um we've come to develop like a really good friendship when we were younger 
we weren't super close. I one time threw a beer bottle at her head. So <laughs> yeah, she's become one of my best friends. And I, so, you know, it's like she, my best friend, my, I'm not my sister, best friend, my, my best friend has seen me through like all the things. And a lot of people, like I hear when I'm talking about this, like a lot of my friends now are like, oh, I totally support you through all the you know, things. I just love you. And I'm just like, you have no idea (laughs) what you would be getting yourself into. So anyways, I understand that my mental illness sometimes can make it difficult to have a relationship with me. I'm fully aware of that. So yeah, when I was in early adulthood, I made friends at the bar. They turned out not to be like actual friends, just people who like wanted you there to drink with. Except my best friend. I mean, we knew each other from high school, but we weren't friends. And then we, we like, became friends because we both went out to the bar together. She was my only true friend that I went out to the bar with. So, you know, when I stopped going out all the time, that's when I really realized, oh, like, most of these people were not my friend. <laughs> they were not my friend. So, yeah, I only had her and my sister... For like many years, because I was in an abusive relationship and he was very controlling. And then when I left that relationship, I met my spouse not long after that. And my spouse was in the military. If you listen to like earlier episodes, like I used to say, like, you know, he was in the military. So I met people through the military community. And this is not to bash on women, not women, spouses in general, but like he was on submarines. So like it would, I mean, for the longest time, women could not serve on submarines and now they can only serve on certain ones. So, and for a while, like, you know, he didn't really talk about being gay. So we really didn't, it was really predominantly women. That, or I should say all women that I dealt with, let me tell you what, there is a stereotype about drama and military spouses, and it is not completely untrue. (laughs) It is not completely untrue. So I became a military spouse, and this would be his third boat, but my second boat as the spouse, he was only on his second boat for like, I don't know, a year, maybe. Uh, During that time, I became friends with a military spouse who ironically had bipolar disorder too. Um, At the time, I didn't know I had bipolar disorder. And it became a thing, okay? She started rumors about me. She was like telling people that I was cheating on my spouse because she was a budding photographer and she wanted, like, pictures with uh, of people, like, pretending to be couples. Because my spouse is not at all comfortable. Like, he rarely will get pictures. It's a whole thing. And so he was cool with it. He was just like, that's fine, as long as it doesn't become a thing. But she, like, started a rumor on the boat that I was cheating on him. It was a great time. She also... When I told her I couldn't be friends with her anymore because I couldn't handle the ups and downs um, that where I, I didn't know where I stood with her uh, and it was really difficult to be friends with her. 
and mind you, boundaries are really hard for me. It is very difficult and it takes a lot for me to like literally say these things. Uh, I've gotten better with it, but it is very difficult for me to be like super honest in that way. And she did not take it very well. And she like, like almost destroyed my spouse's career. Fortunately, her lies were so bad that nobody took it seriously. She almost destroyed another sailor's career. Like it was some wild ass shit. And I was just like, oh my God. So I was a little burnt by military spouses at this point because a lot of them, a lot of spouses on the boat, uh, mind you, I had really small humans. And so it was very difficult to make friends with very small humans because they weren't in school or anything. Um, So yeah, a lot of the spouses on the boat rejected me because I became friends with this person. So it was very difficult. And, and rightfully so, so they didn't want to be involved in the drama. I I, be, I joined a, a Mothers of Multiples group. And I became quite involved. I actually was on their board for like a year or six months or I don't remember how long. Also, a lot of drama that happened there that I didn't want to be involved with. So I was like, I'm out. <sighs> drama, drama, drama. I do refer to my life as Megan drama. Just a side note. Because I feel like it's nonstop. Now I'm like, is it me? You know, I'm the common denominator here. But I'm like, I did not like participate in these things. So anyways, I was having a really hard time with friends. And then my spouse joined a new boat. And I became fast friends with one of the wives on there. And I had a really hard time with some of the other wives. Uh, One in particular... She was just very abrasive and I had a really hard time with her. I don't do abrasive people. Anyways, all these rumors were swirling around me and like people were talking shit about me, or at least that's what I'm being told by this friend, right? And uh, people are like, think that I'm talking shit about them. And like all this stuff is going on to where like people thought that I was mean like I was a mean girl and then I'm thinking like all these these women are mean because like they're talking shit about me or at least that's what I'm being told uh one so I was hanging out specifically with two different one was an enlisted spouse and one was an officer spouse the officer spouse would come over and have wine with me she started a rumor that I was an alcoholic and that I needed an intervention So that was a good time. I at least found that out like immediately. And I was like, um, what? Like just because she came over and enjoyed wine with me. I'm like, why? Why do those people not have a fucking life? Anyways, um, so I got burned by that. And then I didn't find out for years that the person who was doing all of the like telling people that I was talking shit about them, uh, telling me that other people were talking shit about me when she was really doing all this shit talking was my best friend on that boat. I didn't find out for years until somebody goes, you do know like this person was the person that was doing all this, don't you? And I was devastated, okay? Because I really thought this was one of my best friends on the boat. And I was just, I was devastated. 
So as you can see, I had a really hard time. And then I became friends outside of that. Like, you know, I had friends of, of different levels from different places. And I started hosting these meetups in Hampton Roads, Virginia, when I lived there. And for like years, I didn't really have much of an issue with friends. I actually had developed some really good friendships, people that I was hanging out with all the time. It was actually going really good. Of course, there was always drama like with different people I wasn't friends with because, you know, women, drama. I don't, I th maybe that, maybe men don't have this issue because they don't really have close friends. Like, you know, a lot of men, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a man. I don't have that. I'm, can't make assumptions. My spouse has one best friend who they've been best friends for like 20 years. So, you know, I can't really judge male friendships. I just feel like they're not as deep as female friendships. So maybe, I mean, except for like the exception, my spouse's best friend. I'm sure they have like one dude that's like their best friend. But anyways, I got burned again. <laughs> I became friends with these poly, this polyamorous couple. And I met a lot of their friends. And I'm pretty, I'm like open-minded, right? I was like, cool. Like, that's nice that you're polyamorous. I'm monogamous. So I'm just putting that out there. Like, I don't belong to the same community you do. But if you can respect the fact that I'm monogamous, then we're cool. Well, they couldn't. And they ended up like putting the moves on me multiple times and I had to be like I can't be part of this friendship anymore like this is making me very uncomfortable and I feel like you're taking advantage of the fact that my spouse is gone a lot and no I just can't do this and then come to find out after I ended this friendship and I was still friends with some of the people I had met through them those people tell me that the polyamorous couple had told them I was part of their relationship and these people were like which was, they're like, it made no sense because I had met, we had met your spouse and he didn't seem down for that. And we were really wondering if you're like cheating on him and he had no idea. And I was like, no, I was not part of their relationship. I never did anything with them. Like, oh my God, again, I, maybe I just have a, like, a really, Maybe I just have bad luck picking out friends. <laughs> They're just too nice. I don't know. But again, I got burnt by these people and I had to end my friendship with them. Anyways, so everything was good for, for many years. And then I didn't really start having issues until I moved to Connecticut. So I moved to Connecticut. And as if you've been a longtime listener, you know my move was really bad for my mental health. I had like a mental breakdown. I probably should have been hospitalized. And I don't say that lightly. I truly mean that. So I moved to Connecticut. Um, I knew some people here. And I also reached out like on spouse pages and was like, hey, anybody need a friend? Because I need friends. And I maintained some friendships um, from Virginia and it like during this mental health crisis, it was wild. I have a feeling like 
I destroyed one of my friendships because she had she came to visit and she had never seen me in that state before. And trust me, it's not pretty. Okay, it's not pretty. She saw me have an explosive like what we ter- like what we in the bipolar community determine as bipolar rage. I didn't hurt her in any way, shape, or form. But she saw me like go into this whole rage fit, throwing shit in my room. She didn't see me throwing shit. She could hear me throwing shit in my room. I'm screaming. I'm. It, it was just. It was a whole thing. And of course, I became very, sometimes when you're in a manic episode, you can become very irritated. And I'm pretty sure at this time I was having a mixed episode uh, because like there was mania and there was depression. It was just like a whole thing. Drinking a lot, uh, like it it was just a whole thing. And I'm pretty sure like our friendship has never been the same since then, you know, uh, So she saw a side of me she will never unsee. And uh, one of the women I knew here also got to view a whole mental breakdown. Part of the whole mental breakdown. And she thought that I was suicidal. And I wasn't. And she made me call the suicide hotline. And I I was so embarrassed. Because I was just like, I'm not suicidal. I think I know if I'm suicidal. I am not suicidal. So that friendship never went anywhere. I was trying to form this friendship with this person I knew. Uh, I did make a really good friend who, despite her, like, on one of the first times we hung out, saw me, like, having a mental breakdown. She is still my friend to this day, which is pretty amazing. Uh, Our friendship isn't. It was really strong and now like we're both really busy so it's not as strong but she's still my friend to this day. (sighs) Yeah. So it was a whole thing and I had a really hard time um, for a while and I really didn't make many friends besides the one that saw me have a mental breakdown. It's still my friend to this day. Uh, I did make a um, another military spouse, I did make friends with her. She has since moved away, so that's really sad. Uh, but, like, that's part of the military world, right? I'm not going anywhere. I'm done. I'm done with that life. But <laughs> I move away. And um, through the one who saw me have a mental breakdown, who I'm friends with today, I'm really trying to be careful not to say people's names. Like, I... People don't give me permission to say their names on the podcast. So I'm not going to say their names on the podcast. It's not for me to say. So the one that saw me have a mental breakdown and um, is still friends with me to this day. uh, I have met people through her so far that I've become friends with. But they're budding friendships. So it's difficult, right? It's difficult when you're trying to form friendships. And I am like so much when I like a person like as a friend, I'm just like, I like them. Let's hang out. Let's do these things. I mean, I don't have a lot of time to hang out anymore. And I honestly really besides birthday parties or celebrating somebody's birthday, I really haven't hung out with anybody in a little while. Uh, But yeah. So since being here, I did have a really big friendship fall apart. And it, it still hurts to this day. 
I was really close to this person and uh, I made the decision to help them out with something. I'm just going to say help them out with something because I don't want to like give away too much information. But needless to say, like it, in my opinion, it didn't work out very well. Uh, There was a lot going on. And I have a really hard time with chaotic environments. I don't do very well with them. And there were some abrasive people I had to deal with during this time of helping out, which also I don't do very well with, abrasive people. And when when I ended the helping out, it was earlier than I had planned. And... Not purposely. I started my master's program and it was way more than I was expecting. See, I was expecting to still be able to help out with the thing, you know, for months after starting my master's program. But it literally became like a lot of work right off the bat. And I was warned by my advisor, like, hey, if you want to get into a PhD program, you got to do X, Y and Z. And I was like, oh, There's no way I'm going to be able to continue to help out this friend. But we had already been having some issues. Part of it, COVID. Like, I went down to visit. And at the time, I was, like, really cautious about COVID. And I had a lot of stress about COVID. And some people we were around was not as, like, not as, like, cautious and and it was a whole thing I feel like COVID ruined some a lot of friendships here because you know people were on different levels and you know forming your pod was difficult and it was just it's just a whole thing so anyways I ended I I gave my notice sooner than I had told her I was gonna give my notice like for helping out and Again, phrasing helping out because, like, I don't want to give too many details. But, like, I I said, like, hey, I'm not going to be able to help out anymore because I had already given a heads up, like, hey, when I start my master's program, it's probably going to get to the point where I'm not going to be able to do this anymore because it's going to be a lot of work Uh, at some point in time, right, in the future. Uh, But I was like, I should be able to dedicate this many hours to it. And then I couldn't. And I feel like that they really upset her. I'm making assumptions here. um, Because it was so sudden. And um, it was a lot sooner than we had planned and talked about. And like I said, there was already stress because of dealing with certain people during this time. Because I had to like deal with people um, during this helping out. And she just, she had, before I had given my notice, she really had stopped talking to me very much about personal stuff. We used to voxer each other. And she would, she like slowly stopped voxering so much. And really sharing, like, personal things. It just kind of became about, like, the helping out. 
And then after I stopped, um, like just, you know, stopped, and we just stopped talking. And my heart was broken because this is somebody I had been friends with for like seven years. And I'm still really having a hard time processing it. Like eight months later. I mean, we've talked a couple times since then. I feel like part of it is my drama just became too much. I have a lot going on in my life right now. And it can be overwhelming for people to just hear all this, like, negativity and irritability all the time. Because there's not, like, there's not a lot to, like, highlight as really good moments. And so, yeah. Broke my heart. Friendships can break your heart. As much, if not more than actual romantic relationships because I feel like you bear your soul to friends sometimes and it it becomes really difficult so yeah that's I'm still processing that I'm having a really hard time with it I really am I feel bad because I forgot about her birthday and didn't send her anything like I do every year which I'm sure didn't help the situation But, like, I had, like, said things to her, like, like when everything was falling apart. And I was like, hey, you seem standoffish. Like, is there something wrong? Like, I broached the subject a couple times and she was just like, no, everything's fine. And then I'm, it just fell apart. And it is hard. We were talking about getting matching tattoos when we had, when we were friends, when we like broached our 10 year friendship anniversary. And now, you know, not, not there anymore. So it's very difficult. It's hard. Like female friendships are difficult. Have I had some really great ones? Absolutely. That seven years, we were really close. It was a really good friendship. And again, I have a friend that has been friends with me for 15 years. Like there are, there have been prolonged friendships, but then a lot of drama, a lot of issues. I seem to pick Many times situations and groups and things like that where it becomes drama (laughs) because you get a bunch of women together in a group and it can become there's there's probably going to be some drama that that breaks out. There's probably going to be some drama. So now I'm in this weird place because I'm like super busy with my master's program And I've been really burnt out. So I really have not had time for anybody. Uh, Not had time for like budding friendships. And I've had to apologize for not really being a good friend. Because I don't don't have time for it. I just don't. And that's not like a cop out. It is. I'm so busy. This summer I was so overwhelmed with my summer class. And uh, my family is going through some transitions 
that I don't feel comfortable talking about on the podcast because like there's got to be some privacy here y'all I know I'm a public like public figure I guess is that what it's called I know I'm public and I share a lot of my life on the podcast but there's still things that got to be private I I don't need to make myself a target I'm always scared the wrong people are going to listen to this podcast and I'm going to end up getting doxxed or something like I'm just or somebody's going to stalk me or find me or whatever I give away too much information on this podcast I really do I mean, thankfully, my name is very common, so it is a lot harder to find me, I guess. And I lock down my my personal social medias and don't accept friend requests most of the time from people I don't know. Like, even people, don't mind my yawning, even people who have been on the podcast a lot of times I won't accept friend requests from because I'm like, that's great. I'm glad we got along, but I really don't know you beyond we've talked, like, you know, a couple times. So, yeah. Adult friendships are hard. And you go through seasons, right? You go through seasons. And I one time was told people are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And, you know, maybe these friendships were just for a season. Maybe they served their purpose. <laughs> Even the dramatic ones, maybe maybe it's to teach me a lesson. It's like, don't trust people. <laughs> I am far too trusting of people. I really, you mean me? I hate small talk. I really do. I hate small talk so much. It like gets under my skin. Like, no, you, like, why? Why? Why do you want to know these things? They're not important to who I am. My spouse has said to me like a couple months ago, he's like, Megan, some people just like small talk. Some people just like small talk. Oh, by the way, I have another friend from college. She's been on the podcast. Yeah, she's, yeah. I don't want to forget her. Shout out, Amy. Shout out to you. I did forget about you. Not because I forgot about you as my friend, but I didn't really feel it didn't really fit into the story. Uh, Amy's a lot like me and, and we bond over some very similar things. So I do enjoy that. We have a budding friendship. We're going on almost a year of friendship. We met each other fall of 2021 at our my first semester of the master's degree. So, and we've had classes together ever since we're even going to have one this semester so I'm very excited so shout out to Amy and our budding friendship <laughs> and for respecting my my space and boundaries that I needed during this time where everything was crazy and just sending me random memes and feeling out what I was comfortable with I do appreciate that it is so I appreciate so much when people can like understand you're going through something and they're careful about, like, not putting too much on you. Because, like, it can be overwhelming when you're going through shit. And then people just, like, don't stop. Like, you're just, like, please just stop. 
just give me some space. I need some space. I need some space. And my sister's really good about like when she's texting and she wants to vent. She's just like, I'm sorry if you weren't in the space for this. And I'm like, I've actually become really good with boundaries and saying like, I really don't have the capacity for this right now. I've actually become really good at that and proud of myself for that. So I do appreciate those that are like, you know, respectful and cautious of it though. I really do. But yeah, reason, season, or lifetime. You know, I'd really like to know. Like, uh, what reason <laughs> do you want me to go through this? And maybe it's, you know, I need to learn to, oh, what I was saying before I said hi to Amy. Because she is an avid podcast listener and I appreciate that. I really do love the fact that she listens to podcasts. And... Anyways, what I was saying is I don't like small talk. Like, I am the kind of person you're going to meet me and night one we're going to be getting into some serious conversations <laughs> because that's how I roll. Like, I want to know all about you. Like, and I don't, that's cool that you work as a whatever and you have this many kids or whatever, this many dogs. That's great. And eventually during our friendship, I will get to know that. But off the bat, I'm like, let's delve in. I want to know if I like you. You got some stuff. Let's go. Let's talk about this. I really like right off the bat, like (laughs) most people can tell you it's like serious conversations. Like we're getting to know each other in a whole other level. Some people love it. Some people don't love it. Some people just like small talk. I can really be off-putting sometimes because that I can really be off-putting because even if I'm depressed, I can be a lot. I've lived with depression since I was in single digits. I am really talented at like covering that up uh, where you can't even tell that I'm depressed. And yeah, I can be a lot. Like I really can. There's just a lot. I'm a lot. There's a lot of energy, especially if I'm like in a mania. But there's a lot of energy. This is how I talk in real life, y'all. This is how it is. is, And so I know I can be a lot. I am not everybody's cup of tea. And I am quite aware of that. And people have made that known to me. That I am not their cup of tea. And I respect that. If you can say it in like a nice manner. Like don't come off and be like, I fucking hate your guts. You're a horrible human being. And I'm like, you don't even know me, man. At least get, at least, at least know why I'm a horrible human being before you call me that. But like, you know, some people can be like really abrasive. Again, I don't like abrasive people. Um, yeah, so it can be difficult and I can be a lot. And I know that about myself. I intimately know my downfalls and who I am. A lot of that will never change. I have become a better person. I have become a more enlightened person. I have grown and improved. And I feel like that will always be a process. But at my core, like my personality is probably not changing. I am who I am. I am. You know, I can be a bubbly. I was once... 
I was once referred to on this podcast in an early episode as a Care Bear living in a human's body. So that's all right. I like Care Bears. I have Sunshine Bear hanging out in my office with me. I'm cool with that. But that can be too much for people. Like it's we do. We do have to be honest about who we are, what our personalities are, what people we like, what people we don't like. I didn't even mention the friend that broke my heart because her and I had talked years about like when she got married, I would be part of her wedding party and my kids would be like the that boy girl twins would be the flower girl and the ring bearer and like all of these things. And, you know, she had moved away, but we still talked and she regularly bitched about people, her friends to me. And then she was planning her wedding and I'm seeing all these posts from the people that she bitched about to me uh, about being asked to be part of the wedding, like to be bridesmaid. And I was waiting and I was waiting and I was waiting and I was never asked to be a part of the wedding. And I, again, heartbroken because I was like, we had talked about this. And it's not like we stopped talking and we weren't friends anymore. And these are people she would talk to me about bitching. And I understand we all have frustrations and we all bitch about other people sometimes because not starting rumors. OK, there's a difference. There's a line there. You can bitch about frustrations, but to talk shit about somebody is a whole other line. There's a difference. I hope you know the difference. But anyways, you know, you're bitching to me about these people and how you're frustrated with them. And then they're the ones being asked to be bridesmaids. And I'm not. I was I was devastated. I was devastated. And our friendship has not been the same since. Like, we're friends-ish, I would say. See, my first therapist said... <laughs> That I, and I've tried to loosen up on this, okay? That I, that I am too, I, I don't know if strict's the right word, but we'll go with strict. That I have a Megan box. And if people don't fit the Megan box, then I just like dispose of them. And I'm like, I don't know if that would be the right thing to say. I don't dispose of people, but I understand where she's coming from as I have these expectations and if people don't fit those expectations, then I have like a really hard time with friendships when it comes to that. So, yeah, I can I can completely understand the Megan box and the Megan box has I don't want to say it's disintegrated. It has gotten wider. It's more open. <laughs> Maybe it's not a box anymore. Maybe it's just a couple lines that have some like, you know, some spaces. I don't know. But I feel like I've gotten better at not boxing people into my expectations of friendship. But I do still struggle with it. I do. I had a friend who like ghosted me for a couple months and I was just like spiraling over it. I was just like, oh my God, what's going on? What did I do? Because I'm I I'm very insecure. I'm just gonna, I don't think I'm an inspired woman. <laughs> I don't. And I get very insecure. And so then when like things start to fall apart, I don't typically blame other people. I blame myself and I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? Why? Like, I mean, think about the wedding thing. I'm like, why? where was I not a good friend? Like, what did I do for this? I mean, think about like, um, think about like the person, the friend I was helping, like 
when that all started to go, go down, I was like, oh, my God, what did I do? Why am I like not? Uh, what did I do? And I get very self-conscious and insecure. So just putting that out there. Megan Box, insecure. It's a lot. I've gotten a lot better with it. I've also gotten a lot better at setting boundaries and, and speaking up and saying, like, I don't I don't have it in me for this right now. And apologizing when I am being a terrible friend. I'm I'm getting better at that. Apologizing. Sometimes I apologize and people are like, why are you apologizing? And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I've been a horrible friend to you. And they're just like, um, no. Why do you feel that way? I'm like, I don't know. I'm insecure bitch over here. So yeah, female, female friendships are hard. They are difficult. I'm not really, I'm not friends with dudes anymore. Not for any specific reason. I just haven't developed a friendship with a dude uh, besides my own spouse. But when I was in high school, that was mainly all my friends were dudes. Like um, my graduation photos are like me and my three guy friends. Like, so I'm just saying women because in my adult, why are my kids slamming the door? I don't know if you all heard that. But anyways, in my adult friendships, um, I spent like pretty much entirely women. So that has been um, very difficult. So if you can relate to having difficult friendships as a woman, I really don't have much uh, for for like tips because I'm navigating this along with all of you. Uh, but I will say just know yourself very intimately and be ex- accept the fact that you won't be everybody's cup of tea. You won't. Doesn't matter. You just won't. There are going to be people who don't like you. It's just a, it's just going to happen. Also, set boundaries with people. And understand you don't have to like everybody anyways. You do. You should be respectful. Like you shouldn't be... A, a dick to people you don't like. It's not their fault entirely that you don't like them. Like you don't have to be mean about it. You can still be nice. It's kind of like when you unfriend somebody on Facebook, but then you run into them like at the store, like you don't have to be mean. You can just say, hi, how are you? And you know, move on. You don't have to be friends with everybody. And that's cool. You don't. It's perfectly fine. I give you permission not to be friends with everybody, but be nice about it, you know, and and be aware of like what you like. I I don't know if tolerates the right word, what you will tolerate in a friendship and what you won't. I mean, understand sometimes people's standards can be too high and like any relationship, it's a give and take. Sometimes they aren't they don't have the capacity to be there for you. They may be ghosting you because they have a lot going on and they're overwhelmed. Uh, and, you know, they may be putting off like hanging out with you, be- not because they don't like you, but because they just are in a spot. It's not good. And you'll have times like that, too. And, you know, again, your friends for a reason, a season or a lifetime. It can be heartbreaking. It can be sad. But. Keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. All right, y'all. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you later.
Bye. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.